Okay, so we're up to Daf Samach Gimel Amid Aleph, the third line. Amr Av Alazar. We're going to continue with this Gemara. We're going to start off with about, again, continuing about the importance of marriage. And we're going to talk about difficult wives. a whole funny Gemara today. Amr Av Alazar. Anyone who is not married in Adam, Right? You heard this at Sheva Brachas. It's not considered a whole person. He was only called Adam after... After Chava, Vamar Avalazar, Kaladim Shein Loi Karka, a person who does not own land, Einay Adam, is also not a proper person. You have to own land. Shenema Hashemayim, Shemayim Lashem, Aretz is Sam of Nei Adam. The Aretz was given to people, so you're only an Adam if you have Aretz. Vamar Avalazar, I was going to run through because uh, these are interesting, and then you miss Boyner on it afterwards. Huh? Anyway. Anyway. Vamar Avalazar, Maidichsev. What does it mean? Esle Ezer Kenegdai that I'm going to make. Ezer Kenegdai. Ezer Kenegdai. Just start. Mama just started. Samach Gimel Medalif. A few lines. Gimel. It's a very famous Gemara. Ezer Kenegdai. Ezer means to help. Kenegdai means opposite to him. So it's like a contradictory statement. Is your wife Ezer? Is she helping you? Or is she Negdai? Is she uh, stopping you? So the Gemara says, Zacha Ezer Zacha Kenegdai. It depends. If you're Zacha, you have a good wife, then she's an Ezer. If you're not Zacha, then she's a Kenegdai. The Gemara says, Ikadami, some have a different version of the Gemara, Rav Siv. It says, Kenagdoi, the way it's pronounced, the way it's written, it should be Nagdoi, which means to whip. Whipping, like Nagdoi. It should be that your wife is whipping you. But Karina, but we read it, Nigdoi, which means to help. So does she whip you or does she help you? The answer is, Zacha Kenagdoi, Zacha Menagdoi. It depends. If you're Zacha, your wife will be a helpful person. If not, she's going to be uh, difficult. And we're going to see, it's actually interesting. The Gemara talks about, in today's daf, we're talking about two Admiroyim who had very, very difficult marriages. It's very interesting. Um, okay, we'll get to it. Ashkeche Rav Yoisi Elio. Rav Yoisi met Elio. And Amar Leik, Siv Esalei Ezer. It says that the wife is an Ezer. I've never seen that. <laughs> Maybe in his marriage. I don't know. Rav Yoisi's like, how does a wife help? Or what does she do already? So, was <laughs> a like from everybody loves Raymond, what do you do all day? I'm sorry. Like, it's, I'm sorry. You know, Rav Yaisi's like, what does she do? I'm sorry. Right? What, what, what does he do? So, Elio said, right? You bring, let's say you work, right? So you bring home wheat. You can't eat wheat. Someone's got to turn it into bread. Do you eat just true wheat? Pishtim, you bring home flax. Pishtim loivish, you wear flax. Meaning, the husband maybe brings the money, but the, it's like chachma, which is big picture, and then women are bina. You need to turn it into practical life, and that's what a wife's that's what they're very good at. So she doesn't illuminate your eyes and help you function. That's that's an Ezer. The Pasuk says regarding all the Mauritian Zois, that after that after he met Chava, he says, Zois Hapam. Ah, this this is this is my wife. The implication is that he had tried with other species. This is a famous Kemar, whatever this means. It teaches you that Adam tried to connect. I don't know to live with, but tried to connect to any other animal. But he didn't feel comfortable until he was with Chava. Another teaching of Avalazar. What does it mean? Now, is a lotion of bracha, that Avram Avinu will have a bracha. Venivrichu is also a lotion of brecha, which is to graft. Right, graft is when you take branches and you put it into a tree. It means that Hashem will place branches into Avram Avinu. What does that mean? 
This is referring to converts. I have two shoots to graft into Klal Yisrael, and that's Rus HaMoavia V'Nama HaMonis. That's Naomi and Rus. Okay. Kol Mishpachais HaDama. It says that all the families of the earth will be blessed because of Klal Yisrael. It means, Even if the, the, the families that dwell deep down, like the lowest people, Huh? I don't think it means underground. I think it means like the lowest, like the lowest dirt poor people. All their bracha that they have is because of Klal Yisrael. Even if they have no connection to Klal Yisrael, all bracha that comes to the world is because of Klal Yisrael. And a lot of these gemaras you could analyze in you know in Yaakov the situation. I don't know. Um, the gemara continues. Kol even the. Ships that travel between Galia and Spain, even ships which are not on the land, that have no shaykh as the Jewish people, all brach they have is because of Klal Yisrael. Okay? Another teaching. These are. It's hard to know. When Mashiach comes, all the craftsmen will eventually become farmers. Now, farmers were poor. Maybe it means that they won't need money when Mashiach comes, that everyone will just be farmers because there won't be a need for to be wealthy. I don't know. Shnemar, Viyardu Mani Yesehem, they'll descend from their boats, called Taifse Mashait, Malachim, Kal Khaivlehaya, Malarz Yamd, they'll stand on the land. You have to know exactly what that means. Bam Rabalazar. Ainlach umnis pusminakarka. There's no worse job than being a farmer. Money wise. Shamar Viyardu, it's a descent. As we're gonna see, farmers it's not a it's not a great Parnasa job to become a farmer. The labor alone for uh, you know to sell a ten cent corn uh, it's not uh, it's not uh, it's not a good living at least according to the Gemara. Ravaloza Chazi Ali Ara Ravaloza once saw a piece of land the Shadiba Karvalaputya the cabbage was planted widthwise they didn't plant it properly they planted it like improperly they didn't use the land to the best you know they they didn't use every inch to the best of their abilities and Ravaloza said. Amrle Revelaza said to the land, even if they used every piece of land properly, even if they planted properly, it would be better to buy and sell merchandise than to be a farmer. Meaning, I mean the reason why this land is going to be poor is not because they planted it, even if they planted it properly. It's not, it's not, it's not worth a profession to go into. Again, you have to know because you have to you have to be far, far I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know exactly what any of this means. Like, what's the purpose? Uh, you need farmers. Uh, he's not like he, uh, maybe he's advising if you have a young talmud don't be a farmer too. I don't know. Rav Alaveni Shivli. Rav was once walking between a, cor- a, a cornfield, a grain field. Chazid the Kanaifi. He saw they were waving in the breeze, like as if to talk to each other. So Amrlahu he knifes his new face. He says you can wave all you want. Apuche is ketav minach. It's better to be a, to be a buying and selling merchandise. Like you're trying to sell. Like you know they're making a lot of noise. He's like you make a lot of noise, but it's not kedat to be a farmer. Yeah, Amrava some investment. No, I get it. I understand it. You work hard, and then they have the soybean sell for the same thing as. Yeah, you're putting in a tremendous amount of work and you're not selling diamonds. I understand. Amarava, <coughs> some investment advice. Mayazuzi Biiski, if you have a hundred, let's say, dollars invested in business deals, call Yoimabasa Vachama. You'll be able to have meat and wine every day. You'll make money. 
But But if you have the same money invested in farmland, milcha v'chafura, you'll be eating salt and, and ungrown sprouts. Meaning it's well, not... What are you getting wine from? You're getting it from the farmer. <laughs> yeah, but it's like working uh, smart, not working hard. I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. strange. It's I, mean, I hear it, but I, but I, but I, like I know, I know. Historically, also, we were shepherds. I, 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 Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, eventually someone will have a complaint against your earth, a land, and you'll have legal disputes about your farmlands. It's not good. Okay. Uh, it's better to plant grain yourself. It's better to plant grain yourself than to buy grain from the land. Even though they're both the same, there's a special bracha from what you owe, what you created yourself. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just got the irony of that. Okay. The irony is we've just got finished saying not to be a farmer, but then he just he now says that there's a special bracha of what you grew. Growing your own better. Yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the whole gemara is kind of funny. We're gonna to get to the the having difficult wives in a moment, which is it's a different kind of funny. The gemara continues. Zavin v'leitezel. Um, you should sell everything and not become poor. Meaning it's kedai to sell your possessions and not be uh, poor with a house, uh, with, with a car. Sell your cars to have money. But that's only with carpets and rugs and furniture. Never sell your clothing. Because you may not be able to find clothing like that. Never sell your clothing. Again, I, it's hard to know exactly what it means. If you need to sell your clothing, some you're going to sell your clothing. I, I don't know exactly what it means. Don't sell clothing. That's what I'm saying. Tum if you have a small hole in your wall, plug it up and not plaster the whole wall. Meaning, better to stop uh, stop something at the beginning before it it becomes a big problem. And if you have to knock down the wall, plaster the entire wall than to knock it down. Why? Because once you knock down a wall, Gavin, we talked about this recently, you go into construction, you're going to lose money. Oh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, once, you, once you go in, once you start opening up walls... It's a money pit. That's what Gemara says. Matayin nisiv itzvsa akvoyt zavin ara. Jump at the opportunity to buy land. Matayin nisiv itzvsa, but but don't jump when it comes to taking a wife. You got to take a little bit of time. Make sure that you're making the right decision. Noch is darga nosiv itzvsa. Better to buy a wife who's less wealthy, so that your uh, expectations are lower. But sak darga becharushushbina. But if you're looking for a business partner, go for wealthier. Because he'll help you out. But when you're looking for a wife, don't, don't you don't want to get the wealthiest wife in the world because then the expectations are are high. Okay. Vaiter. Amar Avalazar Baravina. Ein Peronius Bala Oilam Mishal Yisrael. It's a famous, everyone quotes it from Chavz Chaim. It's a Gemara. Anything bad that happens in the world is because of Klal Yisrael. It's Hashem's way of, you know, if there's an earthquake somewhere, it's Hashem's way of trying to wake up Klal Yisrael. It's our way, and Hashem does, has our chamanis and he doesn't hurt Klal Yisrael right away. So he hurts other nations, and it's for us to sort of wake up. Hashem says, I destroy nations, their towers, I became desolate, I destroy their streets. In order for you to take Musa. Okay. Now, these Gemaras now discuss that they had difficult marriages. Certain big, big, big Rabbanim had difficult marriages. I'll just tell you, there's a famous Maisa with Chaim Chernovitz. Chaim Chernovitz, the Sidur Shal Shavis, the Bermaim Chaim, he, his parents couldn't have a kid. He, he was having a hard time being born. 
and they went to the Baal Shem Tev, and the Baal Shem Tev said, the, uh, he's such a tzaddik that, you know, it's sort of like it would create an imbalance in the world. So they're having a hard time bringing his neshama down. So the Baal Shem Tev said, I can have him be born, I can give you a bracha, but he's going to have a very difficult marriage. And there has to be some darkness to that light. Are you, do you sign off on it? And they said yes. And his marriage was taka, very, very, very difficult. Uh, you know, a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, unpleasantness. And it's like mamish from these Gemaras. The Gemara says, Rav have a miftim Rav Chia. Rav was once saying goodbye to Rav Chia. Rav Chia was Rav's uncle. So they were related. So Rav was saying goodbye to his uncle Rav Chia. And Amalei, Rachman Litzlan, Memdid Memusa. Rav Chia said, I give you a bracha that you should never deal with something that's worse than death. Gemara says, What's worse than death? He looked into it. A difficult marriage, which, by the way, Rabbi himself had a difficult marriage, and Rav also had a difficult marriage. So Rabbi sort of knew what it was like, and he was trying to prevent his nephew from going through it, but the attack didn't work because they both had a very difficult marriage. Rav's wife would always um, aggravate him. <laughs> and what she would do is, if he would ask for lentils, he would, she would always make peas just to. Just a mess with them. So the Gemara says, If he said, please make lentils for me, she would make uh, peas. If he would ask for peas, she would make lentils. So what did his son do? So his son chapped. So he would always, he would always just switch what he asked. Meaning if Rav wanted lentils, he would tell the wife, his mom, please make dad peas. So she would make lentils to, to mess with him, but that was what he wanted. So the Gemara says, when Chia, Rab's son Chia, who was named after his uncle, by the way, you already see that they were named, uh, you know, naming after family members. They're already going back to Amiroyim. He would reverse it. So if his father wanted peas, he would tell his mother that his father wants lentils, and vice versa, because he knew that the mother was just going to mess with him. So she was getting it right. So Amrlei, so Rab said, Oh, Eloyach Imach, she's doing a lot better. Our marriage is. Uh, Finally hitting a stride. She's she's doing what I want. She's she's you know, she's she's answering, you know, she's making what I need. So I'm really, no, I know who the kapichna. So Chia said, Chia said to Rav, no, I'm just reversing it. It's not you, you, marriage is still rocky. Uh, so Rav was very impressed by this. He said, This is what it means, that your child comes to you will educate you, meaning you know, it was very smart. I should have thought of this a long time ago, but not like Tavid Hachi, but it's not good for you to lie to your mother. Shnemar lemud l'shaynich davar sheker avay. Don't 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 lie to your mother. Meaning, it's not it's not good for you for chinuch for you to lie to your mother. But I, it's clever what you did. But don't, don't stop. <laughs> um, Rav Chia, who's Rav's uncle, have a kamitzayla debisu. He he also had a wife who was very very difficult. Kavameshkachmidi, but yet whenever Rav Chia would find something in the market that she would like. She would, he would buy it for her as like a gift. So Rav said to Chia, She's awful. Why are you doing this? Like, why are you getting her gifts? She doesn't deserve it. So At the end of the day, no matter what aggravation she does for me, she brought my kids into the world and she prevents me from sinning because I don't have typhus for other women. So for that alone, for that alone, she deserves gifts. Mikli Rav Yehuda, <laughs> I like this one. Rav Yehuda would, was learning with his son Rav Yitzchak, and they got to the pasuk. It says, mar I found something bitter, more bitter than death, a woman. So Amar 
So Rav Yitzchak said to his father, Kigayin man, what's an example of such a woman that's worse than death? He says, Kigayinim, <laughs> your mother. I don't know, it's funny. I, I don't know. <laughs> your mother's like that. I say, meaning Yehuda's wife was very difficult. The problem is, Hamas said Rav Yitzchak, but didn't Rav Yitzchak wasn't slaying with his son Rav Yitzchak, ain't other way to Yisrochem, Yishri Shaina, that you only have Nechama, you only have comfort from your first wife. That's the Pasuk. What's an example of a wife who gives you comfort? He says, your mother. So does she give you comfort or does she aggravate you? So it's like, not bipolar in a class, but it's like, you know. So the answer is, the answer is, she was very nice, but she had a temper. So when she was upset, it was, it was like a fire, like a quick burning fire. So she'd scream at him. So during those moments of anger, it was... But the rest of the day she was quite pleasant. So, um, what's an example of a bad wife? What behavior would define as a bad wife? <laughs> these are funny because these are mess with you. These are like, these are. She sets the table to serve a beautiful meal, but she sets her mouth to yell at him until he eats. It's a mind bender. It's like. She's making him a lavish meal, but she's screaming at him at the same time. It's like, that's crazy. The Gemara continues, another example of crazy. She sets the table for him, but she doesn't sit with him. Again, it's sort of like, it's sort of messed up because it's, <laughs> it's like if you're upset, you're upset. But this is like, she's making a lavish meal, but she's screaming at him the whole time. It's a, it's a Isha Ra. <laughs> Gavin's like, I'm, I see nothing wrong here. <laughs> Just a Tuesday at the Balsam House. Uh, but that will live forever in these recordings. <laughs> Once a person gets married, the sins are plugged up because it prevents you from, uh, hopefully, from thinking bad things. Very famous Gemara. Then Eretzisel, when they get married, they would ask the Chas. It's a strange question. Matzah Maitza. Did you find a wife or did you find uh, death? Matzah Maitza. Matzah. This is Matzah Yisha Matzah Tov. You found a wife. Matzah. Maitza. Maitza. Any Marim Avos. So they'd ask him, "Is like good wife or bad wife?" Yeah, that's that's a, a Shavu Brach. Amar Rav Yishara. What do you do if you have a bad wife? Mitzvah Garsha. Get divorced. Mitzvah to get mitzvah to get divorced. Divorce is a positive thing sometimes. Dichsev. <laughs> the puzzle is divorce the evil person and the anger will depart. It was a comedian that got up and he said, um, he's a stand up bit, and he said he just got divorced, and everyone's like, oh, boo. Like, like, he said, no, no, no. He said, if we got divorced, that means it was really, really bad up to that point. It's good now. He said, if we were just like a, a, a couple that was just like madly in love. And we accidentally got divorced. He said, that'd be sad. <laughs> he said, if we're getting divorced, that means it's really, really bad up to that point. So it's good. Now here's the problem. What if you have a woman who's very difficult, but her soup is a lot, so you can't afford it. So you can't afford to get divorced. So you know what you do? Atzerasa would say to take another wife, and hopefully the jealousy will cause everyone to... Um, to act better. I think that to me that's what we call a high risk, high reward. <laughs> it could blow up in your face, but that's the Gemara says the Pasi Domri People say, um, she'd rather uh, with her with her co wife and not with a thorn, meaning that that might 
make the jealousy and, and the behavior change. Amar Rabba, a bad woman is like a stormy day, destroys. It's a good thing we're not doing this daf on Shabbos and there's like a woman who comes to daf. This would have been very uncomfortable for me. Later. Look how good a good wife is. And look how bad a bad wife is. Regarding a good wife, the puzzle is You found goodness. Now, the, the truth is, the Poshup shot of this Pasig is not actually talking about a wife. It's actually talking about um, Torah. But even if it's talking about Torah, the fact that Torah is compared to a good wife, it shows you how good a good wife is. If, that, if it's using, if Torah is being compared as a good wife, it shows you a good wife is, is taka a good thing. Because if the Pasuk literally means a wife, then okay, great. But the Torah is praising it. And if when it says it's not actually talking about a woman, it's talking about Torah, because Torah is the wife of Klal Yisrael. But the fact that Torah is called a wife shows you how good a good wife is, that it's using, the Torah is using that as an allegory, as in Marshall, it shows you how positive a good wife is. But then the next passage is, how bad a bad wife is, because it says that a bad wife is worse than death. Now, again, there's two shots in what this passage is talking about. Either it's talking about a bad wife, so it's clear it's talking about a bad wife, or it's talking about Gehenim. But the very fact that Gehenim is compared to a bad wife shows you how bad a bad wife is. And if it's talking about Gehenim, then that uh, shows you how bad a bad wife is. That if that if Gehenim is compared to a bad wife, it shows you how bad a bad wife is. It's funny. The Yirmiya says that Hashem says, "I'm going to bring evil that you can't escape." What's evil you can't escape? A wife that you can't afford to pay the divorce. So it's, it's you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. That's a bad wife, and you have a, a big subas. You can't afford to pay it. That's uh, that's an evil. You're, you better hunker down. You're not going anywhere. The Gemara. No one's Yeah. I'm going to put them in the hands of enemies. The pasuk says, "I'm going to." The pasuk says, "I'm going to put you in the hands of enemies that you won't be able to get out of." It's a bad wife with a big suva. It's an enemy you can't get out of. Another shot is this is someone whose whose money depends on um, on his cash, meaning he doesn't have his own farming. He's not a farmer, so he needs the market. And the market can be sometimes volatile, as we've seen recently. So the, that's an example of someone who's in the hands of enemies and he can't escape because if your money's tied up in the market and the market's not in your control, then that's not great. The Pasuk says that your sons and daughters will be given to another people. It's talking about a stepmother. Because when you get married, your stepmother is now raising your kids. So you try to pick a good stepmother because it's putting your children in another uh, nation. With a vile nation, I'll anger them. That's a bad wife with a big suba. That's um, not good for you, not good for your kids. He says, no, this is tzedukim that are infiltrating Klal Yisrael. So that's talking about the tzedukim. It's talking about the man of 
barbari, barbarians, and Marantia, they're apparently an African country, that they walk naked in the marketplace, or came out naked, they don't really get dressed. There's no more disgusting act than a person who walks undressed in public. Meaning, if you have no self-respect, if, if you don't respect yourself, then there's very little we can do for you. And Rav Yechon Amar Elu Chavar, and these are Chavar, and Chavar, I believe, are Persians. Yeah, these are evil Persians. Not like Jewish Persians, but the evil Persians, the evil Persians who, uh, who taxed Klal Yisrael. They were called the Chavarim. They're the evil nation that Hashem is going to inflict upon Klal Yisrael. The Gemara gives a story. When Rabbi Yechonon was told that the Chavarim were moving in, when the Persians were moving into the neighborhood. But again, not our Persians. Not we're Persians. Not Jewish Persians. We love those. But when the Persians were moving into Bavel, Rav Yechonon, when he heard about this, Shaganafel, he, he fell off his chair. He was so upset by this because he knew how negative, how, how much anti-Semitism. But Amrle, they said, no, Mikabli Shukhta. They said, no, 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 these guys, you could bribe them. You could bribe them. So Yasef Tagasi, he set up. Once he heard that, that you could bribe them, then okay. Money can fix it, then I'm not as worried. Now, the Gemara says, then they told him, Gazra Shloisha, the Chavarim made three decrees. Now, there are these three decrees that affect Klal Yisrael. So Rav Yechonon said, each decree was because of a certain mitzvah we did not keep properly, which is a good, that's, by the way, this is the source of how Rabbonim and Gedolim, historically, whenever there was a decree against Klal Yisrael, they said it's corresponding to mitzvahs that we didn't really keep. What were the three decrees and what were the three mitzvahs that Klal Yisrael were not really careful with at the time? They decree that you can't have shechted meat, which happens recently in, in Europe also, they outlawed meat. So they outlawed shechted meat, why? Because Klal Yisrael were not giving matnas kahuna, gifts to the kehanim. So you don't take care of your meat properly, so you don't get to have shechted meat. Was, was this yeah. from Shemaim? <laughs> Say it again. Was this from Shemaim? That's his point, yeah. He was saying that if the government is decreeing against Klal Yisrael, it's not just all anti-Semitism, it's HaKadosh Baruch who's sending a message that because you didn't keep a certain mitzvah properly, you know. So the second one is, Gozra al they outlawed bathhouses. He says, because women aren't going to the mikvah. That's an easy one. And they're exhuming the dead. They were, not autopsies, but they were, they were forcing everyone to exhume the dead, to bring the bodies from Nivol uh, basically. So he says, what is that corresponding to? That's because they're celebrating uh, the Christian holidays. You, you celebrate a holiday, you know, you go, to, you go to an Xmas party and you go to New Year's and, you, and Halloween, all these things. So you're going to celebrate a dead, you're going to give life to a dead religion and Hashem will cause the dead to be brought up. Which is interesting. And the Pasuk says that if you don't listen to the, to the words of Hashem, Hashem will be against you and your ancestors. What does that mean against the ancestors? They're dead. That means he's going to cause, you know, exhuming of the corpses. So why are they being punished? Because of what we do. That's the rule. Sometimes the dead are punished because of the sins of the living. The Pasuk says, they'll not be gathered together nor buried. They'll be like dung upon the face of the earth, meaning that the bodies will not be to be buried. But it says in the next Pasuk, um, they'll, be cho- they'll choose death over the living. So the Kasha is, if people see that the dead are not buried, how can they possibly choose death over life? 
Meaning, the, the Pasuk says that people are going to choose death, but if they see that death, that, that they see the dead bodies, why would they choose death? So the Gemara says, When it says that they're going to choose death, it doesn't mean us. Right, the Pasuk says that, basically the cash is, the Pasuk says people are going to choose death. And the question is, why would anyone ever choose death? The answer is, it's not people choosing death. It's Hashem choosing death for people, and that's for Rishoim. Rishoim, if Hashem sees a Russia that he's sinning so much, and Hashem's like, I don't want this to continue because I'd rather him not give up everything, Hashem will choose death for him. So it's sort of like the person choosing death because the person's not giving Hashem a choice, Kaviyoh. Kasev is Sefer Ben Sira. Okay, so Sefer Ben Sira, by the way, they have Ben Sira upstairs. Ben Sira was a... Like a book of proverbs, poems, written by someone. No, it had no nevuah, but it's definitely not considered like Aesop's fables. Like it's it's quoted by Rashi. It's quoted by the Gemara. The Gemara is going to quote some things from from Ben Sira. It's considered just like good advice, but not Tanakh. Right. Um, it was during the second Beis Hamikdash. They have it upstairs. That's I, I've never seen the sefer before, but they have it upstairs. Ben Sira was one of the svarim that we got when we, when we moved here. So these are some of the proverbs from Ben Sira's book. I'll just run through them. Isha Taiva Matana Taiva. A good woman is like a gift. Uh, she's given to someone who is a Yarishemaim. Hashem will send a good wife to a Yarishemaim. But Isha Tsaras Labaila. But a bad woman is like leprosy. So what do you do with leprosy? You cut it off. Maitakante. You get shot of you. What do you do when there's a cancer as part of the body? You cut it off and the body survives. You gotta get divorced. Isha Yofa Ashribaila, beautiful wife. It's great for the husband. Miss by Yamav Kaflayim, it doubles his life. Now, by the way, Pashtas throughout Tanakh, whenever it says beautiful wife, it doesn't mean physically beautiful, it means good actions. You have to know exactly what it means over here. Now, some more advice from Ben Sira. If you have a woman who's very charming, there's certain women that are very charismatic. Avoid them. Avoid them. No, this doesn't mean single. She's married. Avoid them. Because even if you say, I would never do anything wrong, she's a charming woman. Don't. This is a rule, which is a, a rule that, um, listen, Rav Yitzhak Berkowitz, who's a very big Paisic and Rabbinary Tisrael after the whole Chaim Walder thing, he gave a share, and I was talking to someone on Shabbos about this, and he said he's not aware of any heter for a man to teach women. And, uh, and he says he, it should not happen. It should stop in any circumstance, and um, uh, it's not something that he thinks is a good idea, because you can't trust yourself. Gemara says, Ein apotropis la rais. You, you, you know, no, it won't be me. Don't, don't, don't put yourself, uh, you're not the biggest sadhik in the world, don't, don't trust yourself. And, and you've seen, uh, especially in Kirov, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, that, that people get, you know, they, they fall into these, uh, these mistakes. So the Gemara says, if there's a charming woman, avoid him. Because you could be caught in her net. Don't, don't. And I'll, I'll, more than that, don't hang out with her husband. Meaning, you'll say to yourself, okay, she's very charming, she's very charismatic, I won't go near her. But me and her husband are buddies, I'll go there for, for poking. No, 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 no. You hang out with him too much, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start hanging out with her. Run. Don't drink wine with him, don't, don't hang out with the husband. Why? Many have been destroyed by beautiful women. And many are the corpses that fall in her wake. Meaning, it's not, it's not don't, don't, don't mess around with this stuff. Um, many peddlers have been hit. 
peddlers would go house to house. So a lot of times they would have a relationship. The husband would be at work, so they'd have a relationship with the wives. The, wife, the husband would come back and find the, there's men in their house and they'd get beaten up. So it happens. Meaning, these, unfortunately, the, the Rambam writes, the Rambam writes in the Chazishas, he says there's not one from the times of the from the time of Klal Yisrael till now. This is Tel Mashiach. Every kahila, he writes this, every kahila has a case of Eshesesh. That's what he says. Every single kahila. That's the Rambam writes. That's two. But every kihila has a shesish. Every kihila. That's, that's what the Rambam says. So it's not, so don't think like, oh, it couldn't happen in Queens. It could happen any of the Rambam prophesies. It will happen every kihila. So you got to just put your guards up and, and try to be good. The Gemara says, Hamargil mudvar erva, because those that are close to erva, kenitzitz maver gechelis, it's like a spark with a coal. It just, kichluv mali oif, like a coop full of birds, kein batei mali mirma, their houses are full of deceit. Meaning, it's like a spark to a flame. You got to run. I'll take it, Saras Machar. Oh, now this is a very good advice, which is do not worry about tomorrow. This is the, um, the most uh, incredibly good advice, which is don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. So you're worrying about something that you may never have to deal with. And how often do you worry about something that just, you know, didn't work out? The Gemara says, "I'll tell you to Macha. Don't worry about tomorrow's stresses. Kiloi tei my yelodi. You don't know what's going to be tomorrow. Shema machar baveinenu. Maybe you won't be alive tomorrow. <laughs> Meaning, maybe you'll be dead, or the circumstances will die. Nimtzem itstara olim shein shaloi. And you worried about a world that's not yours. Mina rabim metech besecha. Another advice: Don't have a lot of people in your house all the time. Don't bring a lot of people into your house. The more people you bring into your house." Uh, it just means like socially, uh, you have too many people in your house, eventually you're going to have fights and you're going to have arguments. Just a little more tsenua. Rabim yudarish many should be worried about you. But only reveal a secret to one in a thousand. Meaning, even if a lot of people are asking about you and how you doing, how you doing, just certain things keep to yourself. You don't have to tell every single person everything about yourself. Right. Am Rabasi, Ein ben David ba, Mashiach will not come, Achiyichu kol nesham shabaguf, until all souls from the guf, guf is called, uh, uh, that's place in Shemayim where all souls come from. All the souls have to come down and be recycled a certain amount of times before Mashiach comes. Is this yeah. a Jewish concept? Which one? The all souls, that means that you have Jewish souls and non-Jewish souls, no? Yeah, we're talking about Neshamas uh, of Klal Yisrael. Pashas. Okay. So he says, which is any these are talking about people that choose not to have children or married men that choose to get divorced or or married men who choose not to be with their wives so the Gemara says anyone who doesn't choose to have a child it's like a killing because there's children that could come in that you're choosing not to bring it says don't murder and then it says have children which means having children is the opposite of murder so if you don't have children Choosing not to have children is like murder. Rabbi Yaakov Amrakilu Maid Hatmus, it's like you're diminishing Hashem's image. Kibitzel Malakim also saw them. Ksibasivatim Peru. Benazi Yomakil Shevichdom and Maid Hatmus. Rabbanazi says it's like both. It's like murder and it's like diminishing Hashem's image. Now, the reason why this is ironic is because Benazi chose to not to get married. Benazi was originally married to Rabakiva's daughter and he divorced her pretty soon after the wedding. Because uh, Benazi was one of those. Um, Type of tzaddik, not a recluse, but he was the type of tzaddik that was not. Um, he he was too involved in learning to the point where he couldn't function. He couldn't function as a regular husband, so he he left his wife. So and and he just learned the rest of his life. 
So Ben Aze is the one who says that if you don't have children, it's like Shaykh Dam, and it's, it's ironic because he himself chose to do this. So the Gemara says, Amrli Ben Aze, they told Ben Aze, Yesh, no Dairish, no Mekayim. Some people talk the talk and walk the walk. No Mekayim, no Dairish. Some people walk the walk and don't talk the talk. But no Dairish, you're talking the talk. Ve no Mekayim, you're not walking the walk, meaning you're saying all these nice things, but you're not actually doing it. So Amrli Ben Aze, it's a very famous Gemara Ben Aze. Ben Aze said, What am I supposed to do? Shinashi Choshmakhtar. I love Torah too much. I, I can't. There's certain tzaddikim, by the way, historically, that were like this. I think even now, Adis, I don't think he's, I think he, he's not with his wife anymore. It's like Moshe Rabbeinu, sort of. It's like, there's certain tzaddikim which is just like, they're too, they're not here enough. You know what I mean? By the way, just interesting, if you look into Benazai's life, Rav Akiva said, Everyone knows that line. But no one knows the next line of the Yerushalmi, right? Loving, loving Jews, is, that's Torah. You know what Benazai said? Taira is Taira. Not loving other Jews. Taira is Taira. Ben Azai was, he's a different. Taira is Taira. Ben Azai was a different type, of, different type of cat, as I say. So the Gemara says, Ben Azai said, the world can continue without, the Taira cannot continue without me, but other people can have children. So that was Ben Azai's. And the Gemara just has a slightly different version of this, but it's the same thing. So it's the same Gemara, but instead of Rav Yaakov, it's Rav Liazar. I'm stuck here. Woo!